Respiratory Section 1, 5 of 7, Laryngospasm and Larsen's Maneuver. Laryngospasm is a sustained and involuntary contraction of the laryngeal musculature that results in the inability to ventilate. This response often outlasts the stimulus and may result in complete airway obstruction, negative pressure pulmonary edema, gastric aspiration, cardiac arrest, and death. It is more common in children, especially less than one year of age. Risk factors for laryngospasm, pre-anesthetic. Active or recent upper respiratory tract infection less than two weeks. Exposure to secondhand smoke. Reactive airway disease. GERD. Age less than one year. Risk factor for laryngospasm in the OR. Light anesthesia, particularly with concurrent airway manipulation. Saliva or blood in the upper airway. Hyperventilation. Hypocapnia. Surgical procedures involving the airway such as tonsillectomy, adenoidectomy, nasal sinus, laryngoscopy, bronchoscopy, palatal. Reflex pathway, afferent limb, superior laryngeal nerve internal branch, efferent limb, superior laryngeal nerve external branch plus recurrent laryngeal nerve. Tensing of the vocal cords is cricothyroid. Adduction of the vocal cords, lateral cricothyroid, and thyroarytenoids. Again, afferent limb, the one that's responsible is superior laryngeal nerve. Efferent limb is superior laryngeal nerve, external branch, and recurrent laryngeal nerve. Signs of laryngospasm, inspiratory stridor, suprasternal and supraclavicular retraction during inspiration, rocking horse appearance of the chest wall, increased diaphragmatic excursion, Lower rib flailing. Factors that reduce the likelihood of laryngospasm. Avoidance of airway manipulation during light anesthesia. CPAP 5 to 10 centimeters during inhalation induction as well as immediately post-extubation. Again, CPAP 5 to 10 centimeters of water during inhalation induction as well as immediately post-extubation. Remove pharyngeal secretions and blood before extubation. Tracheal extubation when deeply anesthetized or fully awake, not in between. Laryngeal lidocaine. Duration lasts 30 minutes. IV lidocaine before extubation. Hypercapnia or hypoventilation. PaO2 less than 50 mmHg. Treatment. It's almost as though nature embedded a fail-safe mechanism whereby hypercapnia and hypoxemia tend to break laryngospasm. We do not recommend that you wait for nature to take its course. Instead, laryngospasm should be treated with the following interventions. FiO2 100%, remove the noxious stimulation, deepen anesthesia by increasing the concentration of inhalation agent or with a small dose of propofol or lidocaine. CPAP 15 to 20 centimeters of water while instituting maneuvers that open the airway, head extension, chin lift, Larson's maneuver, if IV access, succinylcholine 2 mg per kilogram neonate and infant, 1 mg per kilogram children or adult. For completeness, you may see a range of 0.1 to, 0 to 1 mg per kilogram in the text. If no IV access, succinylcholine 5 mg per kilogram neonate or infant, 4 mg per kilogram children or adult. Submental administration will produce the fastest onset. Children less than 5 years 
old should receive atropine 0.02 milligrams per kilogram with succinylcholine to prevent radicardia, Larson's maneuver or the laryngospasm notch. First, we'd like to point out that Larson's maneuver is not a simple jaw thrust. Larson's maneuver is the application of firm pressure to the laryngospasm notch. Located just behind the ear lobe, pressure is applied bilaterally towards the skull base. This accomplishes two goals. It displaces the mandible anteriorly to help open the airway. It often breaks laryngospasm by causing the lightly anesthetized patient to sigh. Pressure should be applied for 3 to 5 seconds, then released for 5 to 10 seconds. Repeat until relief of laryngospasm. Laryngospasm notch or Larson's maneuver borders. Posteriorly, it's the mastoid process. Anterior, ramus of the mandible. Superior is the skull base. Again, and superior is the skull base. Posterior is the mastoid process. Anterior is the ramus of the mandible. Other airway maneuvers to know. Valsalva maneuver is exhalation against a closed glottis or obstruction. Risk, increased pressure in the thorax, abdomen, and brain. Mueller's maneuver is inhalation against a closed glottis or obstruction. Risk, subatmospheric pressure in the thorax, negative pressure pulmonary edema.